coming up, we're talking the Rudy Gobert trade. Woo! It happened. And it's an emotional day for me, but, you know, I got to tip my cap to Sir Danny Ainge for doing doing another another one, man. He he got the big haul, and um, I got Jacob and Sam on the line, and we're going to talk about it. It's going to be a good one. Um, but first, let's hear some funky tunes from one of our friends. We are taping this Friday night, July 1st, and it's been a little bit over 24 hours of free agency, Uh, and today, the massive Rudy Gobert trade went down. It shocked a lot of people in terms of his value. I was worried all year. Um, You guys can vouch for that. Absolutely. About the (laughs) sell low on Rudy. Mm -hmm. The sell low didn't happen. What would you guys think of the haul? I thought it was a great deal. I thought that they got great draft pick compensation. They got a 23 unprotected, 25 unprotected, 27 unprotected. 2029 is a top five protected pick. 2026 is a pick swap. Um, It'll likely just be that the Jazz probably keep their pick um, as is. And I I really like Malik Beasley and... uh, Vanderbilt. I think that those two players are really, really awesome. And they were able to get Walker Kessler, who led the nation in the NCAA in blocks per game at 4.5. And it's it's a deal where you kind of get some unknown as well with getting Leandro Balmero, who uh, has not yet come over to the NBA. But so he is... actually played last year. I looked at his basketball reference, but very small minutes. He did. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're getting you're getting former number one overall or not number one number one overall. You're getting former first round picks, and you're getting all these picks, and it's it's nice. You also got a first round pick for for Royce from Brooklyn as well, mm-hmm. and so you have six first round picks essentially in 24 hours. That's pretty nice. You're forgivable to hear. Uh, you know putting first round or first overall pick in there, Jake, but no, it's a great trade from the jazz. Um, I thought huge, like Jake said, huge draft compensation. We talked about Bomaro. I think the most interesting part there, as we discussed earlier, Chris is like that. I don't think anyone's going to be Joe Ingles, but if there's a guy who profiles a lot like a Joe Ingles, maybe with a little more athleticism, um, you know, Bomaro is that guy. So certainly an interesting jazz man as we like to say it. Um, I don't know. I just think that they really made a home run and, and, and it's going to set them up for a lot of flexibility and, and good stuff moving forward. You know, Miami is hot on, on Donovan Mitchell's heels, potentially the Brooklyn Nets are too. Um, you know, that could be helping the Suns uh, if, if uh, Donovan Mitchell's just inherent value is being driven up and uh, you know, we can kind of execute a three team deal here, but, uh, as far as this specific deal is concerned, I think, you know, 
really great for the Jazz, really interesting for Minnesota. And and I know that we we definitely want to hit on the Jazz because Chris, you you love the Jazz so much. But Minnesota is in a really interesting position. So I don't know. I think ten out of ten trade as far as entertainment goes, and probably ten out of ten as far as the value that the Jazz got to extract out of Rudy Gobert. What, what do you? Where do you kind of come down? You know, I I come down as I'm I'm floored with the value back. Uh, um, I I like the flexibility of getting players that are starter level players back and having the draft draft capital, you know, going forward for several several years. So, you know, we can entertain Donovan with, hey, we are retooling. Words thrown out a lot uh, <laughs> these <laughs> days, but like specifically for this jazz, uh, this new jazz era, retooling is the word. So we can retool, but also if you know Donovan's not, you know ever not interested in playing in Utah long term, if you actually get that word from him, you have the draft capital to actually you know make those draft picks and pick players instead of trading them for a new Donovan running mate. Um, so I like to the either or possibility there. Um, but overall I, I I'm happy with it. I don't know if Beverly's going to play in Utah. I'm going to go straight to that. Um, but you know, the, the new ownership has brought some players that weren't typically the, the Utah, the jazz men of old. So, um, you never know. I, I feel like if Danny Ainge had to say, he'd let him play half the season and see if he can find a suitor, uh, for a draft pick. So, um, but I like the trade and yeah, I, I can't, can't say any negatives. Jaden McDaniels would have been nice, but like you can't yeah, win them all. Well, and we barely even touched on, on uh, Vanderbilt who's, I mean, as far as the players returned, he and, and Walker Kessler, I think you could argue are kind of the centerpiece of this Walker Kessler from a cool kind of upside standpoint and just ability to fill in for some of Rudy go Rudy's role. Um, but Jared Vanderbilt is kind of, even though he doesn't shoot, he's kind of the stretch five that you guys needed last year. Um, it just a really amazing rebounder, great in transition, um, great defensive player, but really just like cut from that Dennis Rodman cloth where it's rebounds and defense as your primary calling card. And that is a guy who fits in so many different team contexts um hopefully if they move on from a guy like donovan you know vanderbilt and maybe deandre ayton we'll see how that all goes uh get to spread their wings on a, on a jazz team that you know is is looking to to be uh thoughtfully uh non-competitive <laughs> if you will for the first time in in a long time i think that um the probably the only guy that might not play for maybe longer than half a season would be um, Pat Bev. I, I do think there's probably going to be a buyout market for him. And I'm, I'm actually interested in a player that hasn't really been mentioned yet. Um, and, and I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing how he plays. Cause I, I'd imagine he'll be the starting shooting guard for you guys next year. And Malik Beasley, he's a, he's a good stretch um, shooter. He uh, doesn't play the best defense. He's athletic. And he's going to be in a position where he's probably got the opportunity to shoot three to five threes, bare minimum, a game. 
and um, next year if he's the starting shooting guard. Right now, I think he would, uh, you know, situate himself in with uh, Donovan, especially if we're if if we're talking about the Jazz likely looking to move Mike Connolly, and so I think Malik Beasley's probably going to be an asset that either could be flipped at a later time or he's he's a mainstay for the team for a couple of years while they're maybe not tanking 100% like uh, an Oklahoma City did where they, they tore everything down to the nuts and bolts. But I do think Be- Beasley's going to be a player that probably can get you 15 to 20 points on a, on a team that's probably capped out, especially if you move Donovan, 30 wins, maybe even 25 he seems like a good tank commander if mm-hmm. I've ever seen yeah. one. You hear uh, that, Chris? You got a shooting guard who's going to get 10 to 15 points on a bad team. That's the I was saying 15 to 20, but... Oh, pardon me. <laughs> I was saying three to five threes a game. I And I, and that might even be uh, conservative. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I like Malik Beasley. Yeah. On R- Riley from Jazz Twitter, he uh, put the new players in, in like what their rotations would be or basically the depth chart, and he... Uh, assigned a rating to each player uh, it was a darko rating um so one of those you know <laughs> supposed to be catch-all stats for you know ranking players and malik had a, a cool 0.0 so um yeah remains to be seen he's had the up and down career right started in denver i believe and and then made his way to minnesota um hasn't really caught on but i think he's an expiring i think which would be pretty nice. Like I know Beverly's expiring. Um, you know, it's nice to get off some of that, that large salary number that Rudy was on to get salary relief soon. Um, yeah. You, this is basically a much better version with better players moving um, of that uh, Chris Porzingis trade that we saw Washington and, and Dallas go through where it's the, you know, the, the breaking up of the contracts we just have 40 friggin' million dollars in Rudy Gobert's contracts to break up. Right. Um, if you guys don't have any other notes, I have a note that I read that I didn't really know about, um, about Danny Ainge and Pat Riley's contentious relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought that was interesting and how that could affect a possible Donovan Mitchell trade. Um, you know, we, you mentioned Brooklyn and Miami's been the leading name, when it comes to Donovan trades, there's, there were a couple verified accounts that were, were tweeting that last night. Um, but that contentious relationship, it must stem back from the maybe Ray Allen going to Miami or the LeBron playing days. Playing about, days? About, oh, yeah. How about while well, Danny was in the league and Pat Riley was a coach and, and Danny was just a guy who would get under your skin, you know, as a player. And Pat Riley was in the, the most aggro dude of all time. So, Whoa. I think it's just, I think it's just a rivalry, huh? It's yeah, it goes deep, goes deep. Yeah, I I need to do a, a deep search to see if any deals have crossed the the Riley and Ainge uh, trade uh, trade wire. I don't know that for sure, but I could see Ainge like when you mentioned Donovan's name connected into this Aiton Durant trade, I could see him spiting Riley and not not sending not him sending there him to Brooklyn, yeah sure. so we'll see we'll see about that i thought that was an interesting wrinkle and not only would be I, I, just as a brief aside i think that's just an awesome point 
he would be spiting him by taking off the board his top two targets in the same deal and 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 the top maybe the top next guy available in deandre basically all of those guys would be set and not able to go to miami um in kevin durant donovan mitchell and and i don't think they would be looking for deandre but there's just value there and uh yeah i think it's a great point rivalry uh if it's not you know red hot already it's going to be there so i think we're just waiting on is it are we waiting on a donovan mitchell trade are we waiting on a deandre trade or are they one in the same and that's kind of the next thing but man um great first move by the jazz the i i think with in terms of the jazz and the suns i think it it does make sense that deandre aiden could be uh a jazz man and it could make sense that donovan goes to brooklyn it would be really interesting to see the pick situation that um, goes to both teams, both Brooklyn and to Utah, because Utah just extracted that first round pick from Brooklyn 24 hours ago, and it's it, it's kind of it's kind of funny. It broke you know Windy, I mean? yeah, Windhorst, right? It did break Windy. It broke <laughs> for like two minutes. <laughs> but I I just I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of interested in seeing what ends up happening in terms of the pick compensation we're hearing a lot of and 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 maybe because of the way that the deal has not probably broken yet in terms of Kevin Durant going to Phoenix we're probably i i think we're seeing James Jones strong arm um Sean Marks into not having the twins and not having Mikhail and not having Cam so- and I, I just think we're we're kind of in a, an interesting situation, especially if we're talking D.A. being moved to Brooklyn, Donovan, uh, or D.A. going to Utah and Donovan going to Brooklyn. So I'm kind of interested in seeing how the player movement and the pick situations are going to work out, if that is the case. So I guess we're officially discussing the details of this other trade now. Um do I have to? Yeah. Can I write my Rudy eulogy, or is it? Uh, yeah, please. I didn't did it know, already I didn't sail? Know we were, <laughs> I don't. I didn't know that we were just full full bore into the KD trade discussions. But yeah, go ahead. I I mean, eulogy. I sent us there. I'll I'll take a. You know, you guys can get mad at me for that, or Rudy can. Um, he'll kick me out <laughs> yeah, of Rudy, his. Uh, exactly. He'll kick me out of his NFT Discord, maybe. <laughs> yeah, but. Hey, Rudy. I didn't want this. You guys know that. I. I just, it was like a pride thing, right? Like, it would have felt better. It would have felt better for me if Donovan got sent out first. Um, yeah, so if Donovan gets sent out and they're both gone, you could just say, like, yeah, they were going for a rebuild. But something about this, you know, Rudy going first, right? It's like, it gives the Jazz to look, it gives Donovan and the Jazz, like, this opportunity to see if there's a marriage still, you know? Like, is there something? Do we have something still? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, it could also be, just be a leverage ploy, right? Yeah, Where, yeah. You know, it's not like they're shopping Donovan Mitchell, but in reality, the Danny Ainge, you know, plan A this offseason could be true rebuild. And, you know, the best way to, to do that is to, you know, leverage your situation to get the most out of both of your guys. And, and you've done that with one, and I think you're setting up really well to do it with uh, with with the other one for sure yeah yeah, i i know i like i like what you said there like i think it is some 3d chess 
40 chest by um by danny in terms of the ordering of that but man you know something you know a, a big part of me wanted this opportunity to run it with rudy with a better defensive team not the turnstiles and you know i don't know what happened with donovan in not playing defense the past couple of years but um i i just it was really fun to watch those rudy teams with crowder with ricky donovan as a rookie um, we were more defensive oriented uh, we also bricked a lot of open three-pointers so we had that <laughs> like we had that going for us but like we were that's just basically as far as we got um you could argue that when we lost to the clippers in the second round we were a little bit further uh but like I, it's sad i wish i wish we had the opportunity that's why i was dreaming up all those trades to get like a jimmy butler to pair in with a rudy um and maybe the, the you know some of the cogs would remain but man you know rudy just to, to start it like he had a great career as a jazz man he was a g-leaguer um he was a 27th overall pick he wasn't supposed to make it this far um he he outplayed and took ennis Cantor's job in year two um and that was just unprecedented. Um, you know, Cantor was a top three, top five pick. I think he's top three. Uh, took his job. They, the Jazz finished like 18 and 10 the rest of that season when they're below 500 before that. Um, and, you know, he ended up getting his all-star bids. He got snubbed a couple of times. Uh, but he, he, got, he ended up getting them. He got his three defensive player of the year awards. Um, got better. He got better every year, I want to say. Uh, you know, the offensive game never got to, like, you know, creating your own shot level. But, man, he was a force to be reckoned with. Duncan and send those screens, you know, the the gravity he, he you know, received from rolling to the rim. Um, and he just wanted he wanted to be a jazz man. That's the hardest part of letting him go um, and trading him is that's yeah. somebody that liked it here. Um, and that's just – that's hard to say no because you don't you're not like LA where you'll get you know people uh, to come in there just because of the the limelight or whatever LA's got going on. So mm-hmm. um, it's disappointing in that regard. But at least you know we sent him to a contender. Um, you know Minnesota has a, a good team. It's not purgatory. Uh, they should have a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. Um, they made a little bit of noise this playoffs. Um, you know making it out of the playing tournament. Uh, so, hey, I, I'm happy for him. Um, he's got – it's an interesting team over there. Uh, but, you know, he's going to work his butt off. He always does. Like, he's not a he's not a lazy player. He's not – that's why I, the DA thing kind of scares me. <laughs> like, the contrast there. Like, yep. I don't know. Like, like yeah, Rudy might have said some things and touched some microphones, but <laughs> you can't question his work, work ethic. Like, I know that. Like, you don't come out of being a G-leaguer – and get to where he's at without like working hard and, you know, being that 27th overall pick and, you know, ascending this far. So um, it's a different story when you have a, you know, a diva number one pick who has all the talent in the world, but might not have the work ethic. So it, that will be a contrast if that does happen, but yeah, hey. no, I'm a mad. Well, first off. Yes. Uh, that was a beautiful eulogy to Rudy um don't let me cut you off did you have anything else here before i make, uh make no a point? uh go ahead okay well you know 
it's just going to be such an interesting thing. You've already been so all over um, and and down, you know, downhearted about losing Ingles and what that meant for the culture. Um, you've now lost Rudy, uh, and not that I don't think Donovan was really the standard bearer, but at least he 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 was there to see the you know th- this great jazz culture, and maybe you're trading Mike, and now the next jazz era with a brand new head coach could be led by DeAndre Ayton and Patrick Beverly potentially. Um, <laughs> and that is just the most bizarre thing. But on this, on the other side of that, that coin, and I want to hear, you know, you're, you may have already given your take. You said you're worried about that. That's, that's a pretty stark contrast, but I'm just imagining, you know, having seen so much of DeAndre Ayton, you know, he had the, the Chris Paul in his ear leadership style um, in the Chris Paul way. Now he might have the Patrick Beverly in your ear leadership style. It'll be interesting to see if, if he responds better to that. So I'm praying you guys don't get rid of Pat Bev and that you do get uh, DeAndre. I don't want to get rid of Pat Bev personally. Um, if this yeah. new era of Utah allows for non-traditional jazz men, then let let the man play if we'll tr- we'll send him somewhere on a trade um even if we get second rounders they, you know they're valuable uh for mm-hmm. for trades future trades maybe when you eventually get good um i would like to him to play i would like him to play um and let's just let's see you know the Aiden thing is he's young so he's got that going for him obviously he has a lot of talent um, it might be worth the risk with the age. What does your dad always say about big man development? Take take some time. Take some time, and it did take some time. Um, he's, come, he's, he's not done. He's you're right. He's not done. Um, you know, hopefully he can grow in all areas, especially you know the you know dedication and you know teammate part and things like that. Maybe a, a new coach can get a little bit more out of him. Um, maybe just, maybe there's more focus on him than, um, than, than there was in Phoenix. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of things going on. Um, a lot of good players around him. So, uh, we'll, we'll see. It's, it's a stark contrast for sure. He may take on another cap as well. He, he might have a, a leadership role on the team if he, if he is a jazz man. And it's, it's interesting to see what, his growth as a player and how he he got better as his usage rate went lower um, versus where where he was as a rookie. And so I think with DeAndre Aiden, you're you're gonna if he's if he's locked in and engaged, maybe maybe he's humbled, maybe he's upset. I I don't know, but if if he can if he's able to utilize that to his advantage i i think he'll he'll be a he'll be a fun player to root for because i think he can have those splash plays and and if he grows as an offensive player he could be a really exciting player in terms of uh what he can do offensively and if utah is looking to you know trade donovan and do all these things he's going to be put in a position where he's going to take on more of that offensive load. He'll have a higher usage rate. And so it would be kind of exciting to see how he grows as a player. 
And, you know, it, I wanted to bring this up when you guys were talking about Rudy. I think it the, the coolest part I think about the Rudy era was he grew as a player during each of I, I find I found this really interesting stat where in one year the Jazz were a 20 plus win team. Then they were a 30 plus win team, 40 plus, 50 plus. It was all in a four year span where they just kept climbing the ladder and getting better. And that 50 uh, win was the culmination and it was the Gordon Hayward um, uh, last year. And so I just thought that it was really interesting and, and really cool that Gobert kept them at such at, at that 50 win level at, at that high level the rest of the way. It wasn't, it, it wasn't just Gordon. It was, I, and I know Donovan came in and, and all those things, but he was able to be a huge part of winning basketball. And, you know, Donovan as a rookie, he, he was, I know he, he didn't get rookie of the year, but he, he should have gotten rookie of the year. And it's one of those things where, you know, Donovan was exciting as a rookie, right? But he was not the best player. And Rudy, I think Rudy might have still been the best player throughout the entire tenure, even though Donovan might have been the more exciting player. Rudy deserves a lot of credit. There's no doubt. He's, I think we, the trade is a glimpse of like what value that other people saw in him. Other execs, like, you know, it might've surprised the club basketball people. It just surprised me a little bit. I'll be honest. But like we, we know when looking at some of those analytics and watching enough jazz games, like how much an effect he had in winning. So, um, sure. We didn't get to the championship, but you know, doesn't mean he wasn't a winning player. So, um, I love Rudy. Um, the DA thing though, actually, I wanted to bring up if I were giving him a contract, I think I would give him near the max, but I would go shorter on years, probably do a team option, maybe year three or something. And then maybe I'd do a, like uh, a Sam Winky or what's, <laughs> what's his Sam name? Hinky. Sam Hinky. Yes. I think I'd do a Sam Hinky and maybe uh, trade him. Um, and like, if he has like the good teams, bad stuff, or like bad team, good stats type of guy role. Like I'm, it might be a desperate team out there that uh, just falls for it. Like kind of like a Carl Anthony Towns, if like they traded him before they got good, type thing. Um, yeah. So Indiana, Orlando, or or some or, or Sacramento or some something, you know. Right. Get, get get one of those teams to just be like, oh my god, you know. Our Is that foolish to like say to like do assign him to shorter years? Even though he's well, so young, the thing is, he just needs to be amenable to signing. So you really just have to get him signed. Period. If you believe that he's gonna have some value, you know, and it's it's a say it's a max number, um, you know, three four years doesn't really matter. You know, he's he's gonna be twenty seven, twenty eight at the end of that contract. Um, it's kind of funny. I, I, I know what you're saying. I just wouldn't make it a hang-up is essentially what I'm saying. Okay. If you can get him on that short deal, great. Go go for it. It's just it doesn't seem to me, based on everything that's, that's happened, that that's what the eventuality would be. But who who knows? You know, it's been a crazy offseason. I think I want him on the max just to get that mental block out of his head. Um, but yeah. 
no, oh, I'm not worth it. Like, you know, F you people and organization. Uh, yeah, I feel like I want that gone. Angry, he might not be an angry, motivated type of guy. He's like a loved and, and accepted, motivated type of guy. But yeah, right. I don't know. Maybe that only gets him so far. So True. It's yeah, kind of I funny, guess. Sam. It's kind of funny that he... That, that we're talking three, four years just because, you know, there there were reports that he declined the four the four year max that that was offered to him. He he didn't he wanted he wanted five. And 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 either the sons they offered the three or the four and he didn't want that. He wanted he wanted all five. And so I think it's kind of funny now we're talking a year later, let honestly less than less than 12 months later, because we're talking October versus now. And we're talking, oh, would he sign a three-year? Would he do a, 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 a two-plus-one where it, it's a team option after the third? Like, I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I think I think whoever signs him, wh- whether it be Brooklyn, whether it be you guys, whether it be anybody, it's going to be, in all likelihood, a four-year max. And you have to value him in that way. So I don't know what that last part means. I'm going to be completely honest with you. You have to give him a four-year max. And you have to value him in that way. Well, no, no. Like, like you have to value him as a max level player. You're not going to give him a team option. That's why you gave him max money, right? Well, Chris was throwing in an idea where you do a max with a team option. Yeah, right. And so you have to value that. I'm just pulling your shame, but no, I, I hear you. He's probably going to get a max. Uh, I I wouldn't expect it to, to look like the Brunson contract, but that's probably the, the lowest that I would see it going um, in all likelihood this offseason. Four years, 110? Well, it ended up being 104, but yeah. So the, he can sign five years with this, in the sign and trade, right? That's correct. But mm-hmm. then he'd be using a designated max slot, and we need Donovan I don't to go. Know. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. Um, I don't know if the four-year max also uses that slot. I wish I was that up to date on this, the CBA. But yeah, that that does make things very challenging, especially if we're talking about Ben Simmons and yeah. and uh, Da on a max all in the same deal. I think you would have to sign the five for the designated. I think, yeah, I'm not even going to speculate, but hmm. certainly it's a possibility. And and uh, yeah, uh, if you can get him on a lower contract, like, what would you prefer, Chris? The max money uh, on a two plus one, or you know something like twenty uh, twenty five million dollars over four years? Hmm, I would give him the max money, but I think I would shorten it by a year, and I. I feel like mm-hmm. maybe they could sell him on that just because, like, maybe, you know, pe- NBA players, a lot of NBA players going to the league, they don't really know much about Utah. So, like, maybe he's a little hesitant, too, a little bit. Yeah, but, sure. like, but wants the max money, of course. Um, yeah, I like that. Look at look at your trader, trader Chris taking notes from Trader Danny. I love it. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I've been under great schooling. Went from Dennis Lindsay. You can't forget. He, uh, 
He's the reason why we're uh, that Danny's tearing it down. Don't, um, don't don't overlook summer league legend Ryan McDonough's role in your GMing, Chris. Oh my goodness! Well, <laughs> he should have had Luca. We all know that, but yo, uh, no oh, man, Chris, he shouldn't have taken Luca. <laughs> <laughs> she God. he should have uh, hit you up for that interview. You might have given him some foresight. <laughs> oh ryan mcdonough what have you done but if we end up with kevin durant uh it was all for a good cause i wonder oh god can you imagine if the Suns took luca and took halliburton and just james jones was like no we have our guys so what we're gonna do is use these dudes as trade trade chips um that'd be a massive haul alternate timeline but sorry don't let me fall into that rabbit hole I have learned a lot. I'll, I'll say I, I actually, you know, I, I gave McD some some crap there, but I actually like to stand up for him in the Suns chat. Formative. Um, he he gave us he gave us Devin Booker. He did that. I liked his. Well, you guys claimed that he didn't do the McHale trade or like wasn't hit. He didn't architect it or whatever. Um, I like some of his moves, so I'm just gonna say that I do stand up for a lot of his things i thought he got well i guess he had a long-term stay but i thought he got a little bit of a short end of the stick not as bad as igor obviously but um when yeah you, when you or draft maybe. josh jackson marquis chris dragon bender i mean all in hit hit in, hit keep going oh man oh <laughs> I mean, what was was he an Alex Len drafter? In all those games, Sam had to watch the no point guard. Warren. Sam and you. Oh had man, to watch. Chris, I had so much fun watching those shitty ass Suns teams, dude. Like, oh my god, when you have no point guard, you know that you're not going to win. So people who want to say Devin Booker puts up empty stats, it's like, bro, Devin Booker puts up heroes numbers. That's all you need to know. <laughs> If we won a game, it was directly due to Devin Booker and no, nobody else for three years there. And that the stakes, the low stakes, Chris, I got to tell you, man, I hope you guys get it. I hope you guys get it here. DeAndre Ayton just taking fucking 15-foot push hook shots, swishing them every time. You're going to feel great losing by 20. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> I'll live vicariously through. Yeah, I guess the the twelve thirteen passing lane could have been a if we do get Aiden, it, the crossover is a, mm. actually real. Oof. Yeah. Oh my we, goodness, you really did bring up twelve thirteen passing lane. I know it's like Voldemort around here. Yeah, we'll have to keep that as a running <laughs> as a running curse joke. Please don't say it again this episode. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the pod that will not be named. I, I was thinking about deleting the Twitter account recently, so um, I got to put that oh, on my to do list. Alive. Keep it alive. <laughs> I guess it could be a parody just, account. Just in case. <laughs> just, and, and maybe who knows? Somebody has the same bright idea that we do. They, they want to buy, buy our I have the domain still, but it's expiring in a couple of weeks, so it's let let that die for sure. That's a <laughs> that's the type of player you don't uh, guarantee at the deadline, right? No, <laughs> that's a Bo Cruz. Ah, too soon. We're not gonna talk oh, about Wancho. You know, Wancho gave you guys the greatest thing you could have had in that run 
which was hope for wing competence. Every True. time Wancho came out there, you guys were like, see, just a little bit more of that. And even though you were wrong, <laughs> you felt like, man, we're that close to being great. Just a little bit more boat cruise. So, yes, shout out to, you know, a forever jazz man in, in one show. That in-house. Yeah. Those were, those were those were the two guys that yes. made jazz uh, Twitter. Erect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they were. I the Suns. I want. I want that to happen this offseason. That could happen, if because mm-hmm. Aaron Holiday walked, and yep, we signed Damian Lee to that minute. Is he a point guard or what? No, no he's a wing. He's, he's a shooting guard, kind of small forward, but more like true shooting guard size. Well, if he maybe is it too young in Forest career to go ring chasing or what? I mean, you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> Malik Monk tried with LeBron. He did, and then then he wanted to go to Sacramento, Sacktown. Yeah, Never yeah. Time. I'd like to see oh, Trent there. Good. I wanted Ingles, obviously, in in Phoenix, but Milwaukee had the big brain, big brain move. Man, I wanted to see Ingles or Ricky in Phoenix, and I just. We're, I'm, it's going to be really interesting to see who the Suns get for their taxpayer mid-level because not that they could have gotten John Wall, but that's a taxpayer mid-level. Dante DiVincenzo, taxpayer mid-level. Um, Danilo Gallinari, taxpayer mid-level. There's another guy who went for $13 million on two years who was very good. It's been... Uh, you know, Dwan Wright? Yeah, there's, there's, that's another good player, but it's not as good. I'm just saying, like... Phew. It's, you guys uh, haven't used that yet, right? No. We have not, but, you know, and it's not like the free agency market's completely dry. We we were worried about, like, who we were going to get, and then we signed Jay Crowder for the true mid-level, and I thought that was literally as good as we could have possibly done in that offseason two, two years ago. So, faith in James Jones, but we'll see. I think that everything just depends on, on how the roster shaped in a potential Kevin Durant trade in terms of what player, like what positional holes and all those things. And so I think the Suns are probably doing their due diligence of reaching out to a lot of players, but you know, they'll probably put their sights on, on, on one guy when they figure out who they have to give up. And so I, I think it's probably, it probably makes, the most sense, even though you see guys like Gallo and you're like, Ooh, Gallo would have been nice. And so, um, I, I, I do think that we're going to, we're just going to have to wait and see and, and, and wait until after a potential trade. Do you have the, the latest odds? Suns are still, still pretty good, right? Yeah. It's like still like minus two twenty five for the Suns. The next closest is, Brooklyn at plus 700, and then after that, it's the Raptors at plus 750. I think that's the latest odds. And so, continues to be, you know, the Sixers were there for a second, and now the Raptors are there, and it's like, if the Suns line does not move disadvantageously for the Suns, I will just continue to believe that Kevin Durant is saying, that's great that they want to give you Scotty Barnes, but I am not playing in Canada. You know, <laughs> it that that is interesting that uh, Toronto leapfrogged uh, a team like Miami. Um, well, I mean, for, they have for the odds. a great offer because because you know Masai Ujiri is saying like 
man, we did this with Kawhi on one year. Give me an opportunity to get Kevin Durant in the building and just convince him. And Katie is like, dude, I love you, but like, we're just not doing that. Like I, I, I am 33, 34 years old picking my team because I am good enough to do that. You know, damn well it is. Kawhi was kind of young enough in his career where he didn't have that, uh, that, that pull in terms of uh, the leverage. Well, yeah, I mean, he had just had the the weirdest thing the ever weird quad thing. in San Antonio. That was yeah. the was that the Zaza injury? No, it was the no. it was the quad, the phantom quad thing that the San Antonio doctors said you're fine, but he said he wasn't fine, so he sat out the whole year. So that was the year after the Zaza thing happened, I think. Okay, so the it happened in the playoffs with Zaza, and then it uh, the very next year was the quad. Yeah, that, okay. that sounds right. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I guess Sam brought this up. Yeah, like Kawhi had something to prove there. He had the one year remaining. Um, it was like the perfect storm, and Masai slid in there and traded the fan favorite DeRozan, and um, it worked out. And and Jakob Pertl, uh, the son's, uh, <laughs> son's near-son's legend. Uh, just kidding. Probably not going to be a son. Uh, Probably not. The, the, that was a good dream, though, when when KD wasn't a possibility. You know, Keldon and Pirtle and then maybe some other stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah, but, you know, the Spurs are locked in on uh, the Victor Frenchman. Um, and I think I'm hoping the Jazz are, too. Uh, Jacob actually brought up the odds for Donovan's Ooh. next team. And he, the Jazz are still minus 300. Uh, with Miami uh-huh. at what was it? It was uh, plus four hundred, and then it was plus seven hundred for um, Brooklyn for for New York actually. For New York, yeah, they didn't have Brooklyn on there. That was before uh, Flex from Jersey. Flex. <laughs> see, well, yeah, we'll have to see if the line moves because I trust Vegas more than Flex. Yeah, we'll have to. I think DraftKings just are trying to get me to download their app because they're the only <laughs> app that is put uh, putting odds like this out there right now. Normally, it's like the Bovadas, the sketchy ones, but um, Vegas DraftKings trying to get your money. He's getting in there uh, with those. Um, yeah, it remains to be seen. We'll wait for that. I already, you know, I like to think of myself as somewhat of a decent source. Uh, not obviously, I don't know anybody, but like, I like to think I have a good feel. You don't know anybody. You just. That's a oh, sorry. I didn't mean to spoil the way you're concealing your your well sourced uh, sources. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, we can erase that part. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> I did tell Eric that there's no way that Donovan and Aiton would be a, a swap in any way. Um, but obviously, if the picks were right, I guess it could happen. So I'll, yeah, I'll in so many words, it'll be a swap, but. Yeah. yeah, that would be so funny I between just, those two fan bases too, the Jazz and the Suns. If that was even like a possibility, right? With the Booker hate from the Jazz fans and the that Mitchell means we'll hate never have our. Suns. Remember, I said if Donovan and Booker they'd have a playoff duel if we could finally decide it all. Well, I mean, we'll have to wait. <laughs> at, to at the, the, at the very now. least, well, yeah. <laughs> when he goes to the East, yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, uh, a Miami Phoenix Finals. If Donovan were to go to Miami and and they somehow, you know, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Donovan Mitchell, that's absolutely as strong as anybody in the East. 
even though the Celtics look very good right now. So we could really get that. That'd be kind of sick. Yeah. I'd watch probably better than whatever we watched this year. But uh... <laughs> I'm telling you, again, you're, you, you if you trade Rudy and Donovan, you know what the deal is. You know that you're not trying to win nothing yeah. other than, you know, for Jazz pride. And it's just going to be – you're going to be so freed, Chris. It's been so long since you haven't had expectations. You're you say I'm going to be freed? freed? You will be yeah. freed. I will be freed. You know how stressful this these last few years have been, Chris, for me as a Suns fan? <laughs> like, yeah. I am so happy that we're doing good, but like the cumulative amount of stress that I feel now from the Suns during a given season is like 20 times what it – 100 times what it ever was during those terrible nights. 2011 and 2019. <laughs> right. Oh. You know, to segue to last jazz, a uh, last jazz point. Like, I hope Danny is trying to sell Ryan Smith on the full rebuild. And I mean, just looking at if the eventual actually happens with KD going to Phoenix, it's like we're not going to beat those guys in the next two years, like three years. Like, oh, Donovan Mitchell can can bang his head against the play in door if he wants to in utah and if he really wants to like that's cool like he, he might actually be a jazz man but I, i'm with you it's a rough and that's not even talking about the clippers and the warriors and you know yeah. loaded east and and nuggets. the mavericks are trying and the nuggets are getting healthy new orleans uh portland actually looks pretty good and new orleans if they get zion back and it's like man minnesota's looking great now it's just like it's going to be a bloodbath in the <laughs> this West. This retool. It's, it's, it's time to tank. <laughs> yeah. You, you need, you need the that, tank commanders. Uh, and, and if there's anything that we should take from this is like a, a glint or a glean, I guess, a gleaning um, of information and knowledge. I think that we just uncovered Danny's plan. I think Donovan is guaranteed to move this offseason. It's a great opportunity to tank. Uh, bad teams' records will be even more suppressed because there's going to be so many good teams playing against them. And if you set yourself up to get fucking crushed, uh, you give yourself a chance for maybe the greatest prospect since LeBron James. So Sam, I, Sam, I just want to make sure, did you hit the guarantee button? <laughs> guarantee of what? Oh, of Donovan <laughs> trading. Sure. I mean, I have no problem jinxing the jazz. You know? Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> right it's either like or or i guess i could be jinxing the jazz to danny somehow falls for donovan's trap card where he says he'll be loyal and then asks for a trade next year after a, you know some terrible showing bradley beal style no 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 Oof. i don't think that's it and i think that you know if he was if he's trading a guy like rudy yeah he knows how valuable donovan is but he knows how valuable Donovan is, and yeah, I think I think for sure Donovan's gone. That's that's how I'm feeling. I didn't feel that way at the start of this, but I feel that way now. Okay. Wow. Wow. I think sending Royce to Brooklyn, if they're actually like that close, like that could be something. It, um, ma- it makes sense with Donovan. Yeah. And yeah. the interest. Right. So then it also ups Brooklyn's like want to get Donovan. 
or you know, like they're amoting at Donovan with having a friend there, and then it makes a competitive offer versus Miami because you know we don't like Ange doesn't like Riley. Um, yeah, it has the recipe for sure. And then and then the Knicks could say, oh, well, you know, Brun- we just signed Brunson. Um, you can play alongside Brunson, and we'll give you the the chest, the the biggest chest. I mean, it might not be the biggest, but it's definitely worth the most because we know the Knicks. You know, Mitchell Robinson <sighs> yeah. was the first player to be signed to a second contract by the Knicks since 1995. 1995, yep. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty obscene. But the Knicks are – the report is that they're hesitant to mortgage their future, and, and I think they should be. And, and you know, it would, it would be R.J. Barrett and Pick, and it's like – Okay, Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell. And, they would know, probably move quickly as well. Okay, I'll, I'll let them keep RJ. Give me all the picks. I'm protecting. Whoa. They might do it. They might do it if, if, it, if it was like four, you know, if it was something like the DeJounte Murray thing, maybe with a tiny bit extra added going to Utah. Um, maybe. But I think Atlanta can convince themselves – can, can can convince themselves that this type of move for a guy like DeJounte Murray where you're essentially adding nothing or something in a, a, a nothing space gets them a lot closer to a championship than that kind of same move does for the Knicks. Was DeJounte Murray um, trade, was, was that uh, three first-round picks and a pick swap? Yes. Okay. Three unprotected first-round picks. And maybe a protected, an additional protected first, or it was a pick swap, but it was one of one of those two. I think I know it was a pick swap. Um, okay, so it's, it was three plus one. I mean, quickly and trash for four plus one. Does that do it for you, Chris? If they're unprotected, yeah. Um, well, four of them are all, yeah. all four are unprotected with. I think those, picks, pick those picks got to have more value, right? Like, yeah, New York could get good, and, like, I've eaten my words, but, like, looking at Miami and Brooklyn. Um, but, I mean, there's so many ball-dominant players, Brunson, Donovan, Barrett, Randall. Like, that would be – that'd be really interesting. Like, there, there's only one orange ball to go around. So, like, like I, I, I would be curious to see how Randall – and, and likely Barrett have to adjust their games and, and if they can. Yeah, certainly. Um, and I, I said Brooklyn in there. I just realized they don't pick. So um, it would be the Suns picks that we'd get for, for Donovan, probably in the three-way. Yep. And uh, Booker likes his comeback house. So I, I, I might uh, <laughs> tread carefully on the long – future of uh, an unprotected pick in phoenix for now but they are old so hmm. we'll see but if they keep mikhail book and mikhail with a guy like james jones at the helm you know doing what james jones has been doing that's big big game hunting big yeah and 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 not only big game hunting but friggin talk about 4d chess man it's like yeah it's it's crazy the way the Suns have done this, and yes, they've ignored the draft and they've not done that part of this very well. But all of the maneuvering and the flex and the the creation creating of flexibility, it's just been masterful, um, and it's allowing the Suns to be in this and, and to be the leaders in the clubhouse. Yeah, no, that's that's for sure accurate. I'm 
Man, I, I I would be I'd be interested in seeing if the if the Suns are able to keep Cam Johnson, if they're able to keep both twins, because I just I think Mikhail and Cam Johnson are gonna shine playing with Kevin Durant. And and a lot of players shine playing with Kevin Durant. You look at Bruce Brown, he he just got um a little bit more than the taxpayer mid level uh from the nut from the Nuggets. Uh two years 14 and it's it's really interesting because Bruce Brown you know he's a 3 and D but he's not as good as a McHale so like how's McHale gonna look playing with CP book and KD and then Cam Johnson's gonna have all those open looks it's gonna be like Joe Harris and that that's gonna be nice it's just a, a lengthier taller Joe Harris so I would be I'd be really interested in seeing how those two guys start to shine in terms of playing with with Kevin Durant and keeping of course Chris Paul and, and Devin Booker in the fold and and how that looks. I'm I'm excited about that. It's a super team, man, and you guys are optimistic about keeping the Twins like I don't know if I was the Brooklyn GM like sure. there's got there's got there's got to be one like <laughs> it's just got to like well but if you can get donovan mitchell that's yeah, a consolation prize you know I, yeah i guess so you need a new face Kyrie. Kyrie's yeah, out of he's, he's got to be out of there so you trade a you know you need a guard to sh- you know chuck up some shots uh, see you in the fall one. what see you in the fall see you in the fall there we go um well you have any last words, Sam? I know you've been guaranteeing a lot, and um, I don't know if you've been uh, snooping through the tweets and getting us any uh, deeper scoops. Oh, I've been snooping through the tweets. I've been snooping through the Discord. Um, nothing right now. It's going to look like another newsless night here, and uh, you know, flex the the vaunted Suns super reporter insider says that uh, he would potentially expect the deal not to get done until, you know, sometime through Monday. So we will hold our breath this weekend. I will not guarantee a Kevin Durant signing, but I will just say that I'm feeling really good about it still. Everything really just points to he's said, I will go to Phoenix or Miami, period, point blank. All these other teams can go kick rocks. And if I'm going to Miami, they need to keep, you know, those three guys, Bam, Lowry, and, and Jimmy. And that's almost financially impossible to do. So, you know, Kevin's put them in a kind of a kind of a tight squeeze in Brooklyn. So feeling good. He, he wants Lowry there? Yes, he wants all three of those guys there. Lowry is twenty eight million dollars. Jimmy Butler is fifty million dollars or just shy of it. And Bam is thirty some million dollars. And Kevin Durant is like $47 million. And so it's like you can't really make a team with when that's like that. So, yeah. Okay. Pretty crazy. Well, I feel like you gave them Mission Impossible a little bit. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, man, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, Monday uh, on Gambo's show, they predicted Sunday night. Uh, that was Kellen Olsen. Ooh. He was filling in for Burnsy, um, and he said Sunday night around 5.40, but he he was shooting a whoa, shot. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, he gave it to the minute. Uh, minute. But, yeah, Sunday or Monday sounds good to me. We got a, you know, 
flex, uh, no pun intended, our our tickets to the championship. And, um, you know, we, we got the tickets. We're, we're excited. You know, we want to see some games. Um, I hope. I got to shake hope. this COVID before then. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even talking about Summer League, but, yes, definitely. We, we, <laughs> we got to sell some tickets more more like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. geez. Get better soon. Get better soon. It's going around. It's going around. I am drinking water all day, every day. So, yeah. Good. But, no, that's it. I, I think um, you gave a, Rudy a beautiful eulogy. I would just like to probably say, you know, he may be – he's almost like the last of, of the old guard going from the old ownership group who invested so much in – like, Rudy was just the perfect jazz project. And – um. Yeah, it's sad to see him go, but I do like to see. I think he's going to get a whole hell of a lot of credit in Minnesota this year when they're a good defense and they're shooting a million threes. And he's making Anthony Edwards look really good, getting him wide open in the lane, screen assists uh, and all that. So, you know, shout out to Rudy Gobert. I think he's in a good spot. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to see him next year and fill out that perimeter. You know, they had perimeter D problems. They just had D problems in general, so. I think it's a good fit, despite people are a little scared of the them zagging on the with the the double bigs. But I think it could work out to some degree. Uh, so the Twin well, City Towers, Twin City Towers. Well, Twin City Towers. Let's go and um, go, Rudy. And it's a great career, man. And uh, if I can somehow, I would love to go to. I would love to be part of that standing ovation whenever he, you know that first game back. Um, he deserves it for sure. You know, it's, there's no Gordon Hayward treatment, of course. Oh. Um, this is, you know, we did him dirty, but uh, we got to show him some love. That meant that jersey should be in the rap, you know, the Raptors, and you know, point blank. And he's one of the best defensive players of all time. So I like to hear it. Number twenty-seven retired in Utah. Yep. Well, boys, it's been good. I appreciate you coming on on this very special day and uh you know we'll have a another pod very soon we got summer league coming next week starting thursday it's when uh there's two games going on with the top picks um we're gonna be uh we're gonna be having a lot of fun there watching a lot of games and you know making some content here and there while we can fit it in uh there's a lot of basketball to be watched um but uh but yeah uh, thanks again, and of course you can find us on Instagram at All NBA Hoops, Twitter All NBA Hoops. You can find me at Chris NBA, Jacob at J Will NBA. This is all on Twitter. Uh, Sam, what 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 kind of handles do you shout out nowadays? <laughs> I have a uh, the the Twitter account that still exists in name, Sam Williams NBA. But um, you know, I, I'll trust the people to contact me through you guys. Okay. <laughs>